Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. My name is Geiger, that is Christian. Hello everyone. And we are your hosts with The Posts. And if you're just tuning in to Report This Post for the first time, this is a podcast where Christian and I read the worst posts we can find online. <laughs> Every week we shine the spotlight on a different subject and go far too in-depth on the horrible internet people that talk about it. And this week we're talking about craft beer. Mm, yum, 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 which uh, we are both uh, currently not imbibing no. right now uh, from lessons learned from previous <laughs> podcasts where we drank perhaps a few too many. I, You know what? Can't recall. Yeah. Well, there are. There's unfortunately there's evidence of it <laughs> that uh, our beautiful listeners can attest to. Uh, so craft beer. Now that is something I have a very intimate knowledge and experience of and with. Sure. Uh, been involved with it for quite a while. Both what decade or so? Uh, Plus? twelve years wow. at least. Yeah. Both uh, amateurishly and professionalishly. <laughs> oh, very nice. So I've made a living involved with craft beer. So I've seen quite a bit. Quite a bit of nonsense, quite a bit of uh, horrible people online. And I think we might talk about some of those folks uh, in some of those posts we found online. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to get us started? Uh, I sure will. Great. Yeah. So, as you know, a mm-hmm. lot of the craft beer movement started with homebrewers. That's right. And, of course, web pages and forums popped up all surrounding the culture. And this is a post from the website homebrewtalk.com mm-hmm. titled, Has Anyone Else Gotten Sick from Home Brewing? I've gone through about 15 gallons of my home brew since August, and this post is from September, sec- uh, September so um, I don't remember having issues with the first batch, but the last two batches seem to be making me sick. Whatever I have, it seems to be a stomach intestinal bug, and it's affecting me pretty badly for about six to eight weeks now. I've dropped 15 plus pounds. That's the one good thing about all this. Yeah. I have some, some strange symptoms, so I end up going to the ER twice and went to my regular doctor once. I'm very lightheaded. My face is tingly. I had the squirts and some sharp pains in my stomach intestines. I've not had a fever. My stomach feels like a box of rocks after I eat pretty much anything. I think I may have some ulcers, which I suppose I could get exacerbated by the homebrew. However, I've been taking Prilosec for the last week, and that should have helped heal any ulcers. Great. About the only thing that keeps a river from running through me is drinking a bottle of Pepto. I've cut back on drinking my homebrew quite a bit, which has made it taste better since it ages, but now don't typically drink more than one glass a day, and the stomach cramps happen a lot of the time, even after I've had just a little bit. I've even cut back on having even one glass a day. Other alcohol doesn't seem to affect me, so I'm not sure what could it be. Anyone else experienced anything like this? Um, and the general consensus here is you've obviously done something wrong, and you need to stop drinking the beer, you idiot. Yeah, I think that's right, but here's the way I look at it. Okay. <laughs> He's gone to the ER twice, diarrhea, sharp abdominal pains, lightheaded, but he doesn't have a fever. So, you know, keep, keep drinking, pal. Six Why to not? eight weeks? Yeah, that's... Fifteen pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's wasting away. He's... he's yeah. Is what he, like, it, is he okay, jaundiced? What, what's going on? Is what could it possibly be? Just like a bad yeast culture or something? No. That's... You really shouldn't get sick from beer. In those situations. If you get sick, it's a big, there's a, something major. Okay. You're putting literal poison in it or something. I don't know. You're, (laughs) could be allergic to something. Now, what are you using for, uh, I'm putting in a Drano. Mm -hmm. I'm cleaning the vat with Drano before I make each batch. And And then I I drink it. it And then I just drink the Drano. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, knowing some of these uh, gimmicky craft breweries out there, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Drano, Drano, oh, or a Drano brew, Drano microbrew. Oh, what's a microbrew? No, microbrew is uh, the antiquated term for craft beer. Oh, okay. Before people realized that sounded like something a awful <laughs> uncle would say in the 90s, and they're like, we'll call it craft beer now. It's a small, uh, uh, goblin-sized mm-hmm. beer. I looked for uh, specifically ultra beer geek nonsense mm-hmm. online, stuff that I've had experience with and just seen. Um, and so a lot of stuff, a lot of the more obnoxious beer geek stuff online is for uh, the very specific breweries that are very hyped up and have mm-hmm. huge followings and people, you know, these breweries sell out of their their special beers very quickly. Right. Uh, the brewery I worked for had a lot of this shit. So I got to see up close very intimately a lot of uh, horrible, horrible, yeah. big, fat, entitled beer geeks. So yeah. uh, this is a brewery called Side Project Brewing out of uh, Missouri. They're, uh, people like to buy, sell, trade their sour beer all over the world. Okay. Um, so they had a special release, and uh, this guy on Instagram named Fleerless commented on an announcement from Side Project that the beer had sold out. Sure. I love your beer, but I'm annoyed with how difficult it is to purchase. Missed the res- this release because I don't do Twitter and I don't use bots. So apparently there was a link to buy the beer online that was posted on Twitter. Okay. Got snatched up quick. Sure. I missed another because I was at my grandparents' 64th anniversary in Washington uh, and missed the release for a beer named Thicket because I'm unlucky and it ran out. The list goes on. Love your product. Just feeling annoyed like it's not worth the hassle anymore. Hmm. So Side Project responded. Uh, Thicket was available to go in our tasting room for three months. Oh, to which Fleerless responded, I'm aware. I live in Denver, and I had a trip to your brewery all planned when I was in state. I get there, and the joke is on me. Your response doesn't help my mood. <laughs> so to clarify, this guy lives in a different state than the brewery. Right. He went to view- visit the brewery months after a beer was released and was annoyed to find that it wasn't there. Sounds like a personal problem. Well, a bunch of other beer geeks realized the same thing that you realized just now, and that they started making fun of him for how entitled he sounded. And then he responded with this. I think my mood has gone from, this is frustrating, but I'll get over it, to, I don't like that response, and I'm done. I'll buy my sour beers from Casey and my stouts from Weldworks, and I'll be just as happy. Now, these are two breweries that are actually in the state that he lives in, Colorado. Mm -hmm. You would have been better not responding at all. So, Side Project responded with this. The guys at Casey and Weldworks are great friends of ours, and supporting your (laughs) local breweries is the best. Less headaches and less annoying to acquire and enjoy. Glad that those two amazing breweries and their amazing beers are more accessible to you. Your initial post reads as if we are the problem and not worth the hassle. It really sounds like the actual hassle is your geographic location when compared to us. We are a small brewery located at great distance from you that makes beer that sells out quickly. I'm sorry that you feel that we are at fault. Tell the guys at Casey and Wellworks I said hi next time you see them. Damn. Cheers. Damn. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good serve. <laughs> pretty good response to a, a guy who... This is... This is so un- unbelievably common. Sure, no, I've seen it, and I'm not even in the thing, and I've seen and you've, stuff. Like I'm sure that. you've seen the same thing in comic book stuff or whatever. Sure, yep, uh, toys or no, I mean, well, comics because certain shops will get their special mm-hmm. covers and stuff, and people, yep, very, very anything, anything collectible is like this, yeah, yeah. And if there's a scarcity to it, people feel that they're entitled to it. It belongs to them. And if they can't get it, then they're, they've been wronged in some way. It just seems like it's much worse when it's a grown man and a, uh, a beer, which you can buy. 
You can buy those just about anywhere, yeah. <laughs> grocery store. Yeah, well, depends on the state. You can't buy them in every grocery I think Pennsylvania you can't, right? Uh, some some grocery stores. Is that true? Uh-huh. Okay. Something you can't. Wasn't there a rule like by the case you could only buy them or uh, something like that? beer distributors you stay, sell them by the case, yeah. Okay. It's really it's a weird thing. Every state has dumb beer laws. Yeah. Florida had really bad beer laws up until a couple years ago. So that's something to... <laughs> be glad for think about uh, i don't know hey great. it's it's ruined our lives in some way so <laughs> true great well drunk cookies asked the home brewing subreddit if you wanted to start a brewery with no capital where would you start mm. uh, my buddy and i are looking into one day starting a brewery great we're trying to gather as much information as possible the mm. current idea is to start doing either half barrel brews and entering as many home brewing competitions as possible to see how well our brews do any all in all information will be appreciated. Uh, so another user responds, uh, tried that, didn't work, back at my day job, and I'm now crippled by a $150,000 in debt. <laughs> yeah, this is how 97% of <laughs> breweries start, and almost all of them are horrible. Well, speaking of Florida, there's what, how many, 74-something uh, breweries in Florida? Oh, no, in Florida there's or in 400 Tampa, Tampa, yeah. yeah, in Tampa there's... Unbelievable amount. When I first got into this, there was like four. Sure. And now it's, yeah, 75, 80, 90-ish, depending on wow. what you define as the area. Wow. They're everywhere. Most of them are lousy as hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> there are some really good ones, and then there's the rest. Well, okay, so these guys that are going to start, this is a this is a classic beer guy, sit down on a Friday night, drink nine IPAs, with his buddy and say, you know what? We could do this. Absolutely. And then most of those people don't do it, but some of them, okay, here's the, it usually works like someone knows an asshole with money. Yeah. This starting with no capital. <laughs> they don't even have that. Like they got, they got nothing. They don't even have, well, one of us is an amazing Burton. Nope. nope. Don't even have that. Well, I like beer. Okay. Okay. Well, well here's, well, we got uh, something. We got that. So. I'm sure someone will give you a loan for that, right? <laughs> So I found an article posted on thetakeout.com. Okay. Craft beer has become a potent protest symbol in the age of Trump. Mm. <laughs> it sure has. So this is posted on January 20, 2017, the day of Trump's inauguration. Oh, perfect. The first of many. Resist. While the mind reels imagining all the ways President Trump will yet change the world, he has already created one unlikely outcome. He solidified craft beer as the protest commodity of choice. Mm-hmm. Throughout Trump's campaign, a number of the more than 4,000 breweries in the U.S. sold beers, Dumb Donald or Chinga to Palo, to name just two, whose names reacted in some way to the reality TV star's candidacy. After John Oliver's Last Week Tonight segment in February on Donald Trump's ancestral name, the Drumpf, infamous Drumpf thing, yeah, sure. a number of brew pubs added Drumpf-branded beers to their menus. Most notably, Philadelphia's venerable Dock Street Brewing launched the Friends Don't Let Friends Vote Drumpf series. Oh, God. <laughs> Over the course of the campaign, the brewery made four beers in the series, including a short-fingered stout with a low ABV, uh, yep, sure, and a fruited saison ale it dubbed a pathological lager. God damn it! <laughs> in June of 2016, Chicago's spiteful brewing made headlines with their dumb Donald Double India Pale Ale. After Trouble's elected female brewers in Denver joined forces to brew a t- protest beer, the result was Make a Noise, a Pussy Riot beer. Yeah. which was an imperial saison brewed five different times at five different breweries. 
Organizer Bess Doherty told Westward that aging the beer on strawberry puree will give it an intentionally pink look. It will look like a delicate beer, but it will knock you on your ass, Doherty said. The beer will be tapped on Inauguration Day in and around Denver. In Mexicali, Mexico, Cerveza Cucapa uh, doesn't have one specific beer brewed to protest Trump, but its marketing stunt from this summer was one for the ages. The company sold t-shirts in Los Angeles that said, I support Donald, that in sunlight changed to say Donald El Que Lo Lea, a colloquialism that roughly means whoever reads this is an asshole. Mm. Um, there, was, there was even more in that article, but sure. I trimmed that. Um, gotta say, n- uh, never been a fan of the t-shirt that says, I support something, <laughs> but if you catch it from the right <laughs> angle, it says you don't. Um, seems like a bad, bad just a mistake if waiting to happen. you read this, the bitch fell off. Whoever reads this is an asshole, and someone's like, like, wait, what? 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 Oh, why? Why I'm the, the asshole? asshole? <laughs> You're walking around the show. Says you support this guy. Very odd choice there. I, I will never understand the stick it to a mentality of like using the the uh, the image of somebody that you're against as yeah. like a profiteering off of that. I do don't get that. Like all those uh, like make uh, America the, drump again yeah, or whatever the whatever. hell. Whatever. Yeah, just protest just, hats that just look like you're a Trump fan. Right. So so it's like, and and also dumb Donald. Come on, <laughs> it's so like that really pisses me off. Like that, but it's just the idea. We of like, were resisting by making fun of it and making hand over fist in cash from sure. our seven dollar fucking pints. pints of beer yeah from really stupid liberals <laughs> yeah it's pretty good yeah it's the idea that like well we have to do something but you you don't know what that is yeah. and like i do one thing and that's sell beer i guess i'll sell beer yeah I'll change it up a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have make the same thing, but just call it something clever. And all the proceeds go to uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, you kind of got it. You were around the rim of it earlier. Where uh, I'm originally from Williamsport, PA. Around the rim? Yeah. Is that what a, I'm trying to. What's the is that a phrase? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm gonna stick with that one. All right. So you're circling that earlier. Um, but I'm originally around the rim from uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Which Williamsport. Is, Pennsylvania, yeah, it's right. Billyport, uh, which is home to the highly celebrated brew house, the Bullfrog Brewery, which mm-hmm. you're aware of, correct? I've heard of them. They were a big deal back when I uh, first got into craft beer in uh, 2007, 2008. Um, remember, I was in San Diego in 2008 mm-hmm. for a big craft beer gathering, and a couple of bottles of their stuff was whipped out, and it was uh, it's a great fanfare. People were very excited. Sure. Very sour beer. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Haven't heard anything about them in 11 years. Well, they're still there, and I never really spent any time there, uh, yeah. even though they were highly celebrated. Uh-huh. Um, had some of the best food in town. Uh, instead, I like to walk out of my front door, uh-huh. uh, turn left, and head one block over to a place uh, that was Williamsport's other brewery, uh, Abbey Wright Brewing Company. Um, this is the review for this brewery from okay. a website, tristatebeerblog.com. Sure. Housed inside the Valley Inn in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, is the Abbey Wright Brewing Company. They offer 10 different craft beers. I tried the Vanilla Stout and the Brown Ale. Both had an unappealing bite to them. The Vanilla Stout was missing that smoky flavor that is typical of stouts, and I couldn't taste the vanilla at all. The Brown Ale could be best be described as watery. The Abbey Wright Brewing Company was established in 2006, but forgot the key to figure to any great brew pub, a brewmaster. 
The employees were very nice, but spent most of their time running around refilling $1.50 domestic drafts for chain smokers sitting at the bar. They had no knowledge of the craft beer wow. they were serving. I planned to bring home a growler of the brown ale, but as the bartender began to fill my growler, the keg ran out and no one knew how to tap the next keg. <laughs> By that point, I had developed a new plan to leave. Good uh, luck, Abbey Wright Brewing Company. You're going to need it. Don't know how to tap a keg, which is you, you six tout seconds as a of knowledge <laughs> to learn how to do that. Uh, I like the, uh, didn't like the brown ale. Had to bring some home mm. with me, though. Had to do that. Well, the lesser of all evils, I guess. I guess so. He said it wow. was a watery, which is not a, <laughs> no, not a phrase you famously want. famously wet, but... <laughs> this mm. one was specifically wet. Now, we, we, we kind of, we talked about this off air, but a brewery where people are openly smoking... Never heard of that in my life. <laughs> I've, I've been to so many breweries. I've seen so many travelogues of breweries uh-huh. uh, never heard of anyone smoking at a brewery so the before. roasting for the barley was in Absolutely. literally feet within the yeah. bar where people that, were maybe that's smoking. how they were doing it yeah <laughs> hey Jeff can you come over and yeah. just blow in here for me um, I looked them up they're closed they closed they closed so hmm. next time you go back I'm sad to say that they will you will not be able to enjoy their wet beer. I won't be able to get a dollar fifty draft and chain smoke. That sucks. Let me get a big jug of your wettest beer. <laughs> <clears throat> so along the lines of uh, more beer geek uh, dumb shit, mm-hmm. uh, there's a liquor store in Long Island called uh, Lake Run Concoma Beverage. Okay. And so they sell a bunch of stuff. Notoriously, they sell a bunch of craft beer that they've acquired through questionable means. Mm. Sure. Now, this isn't uncommon. There are tons of stores that scoop up rare, hard-to-get beers at some of these releases, and then they turn around and sell them at a very jacked-up price. Sure, sure. Um, I've seen them 10 times. You know, here's a $200 bottle of beer that was originally 30 bucks or That's something insane. like that. Insane. They'll have it behind the counter. You know, you got to ask for it. Um, the difference is a lot of these stores, they don't uh, immediately announce those bottles for sale on Instagram and then tag the breweries that they <laughs> illegally acquired the <laughs> bottles from. <laughs> So Lake uh, Ron Concoma made a post about some very new beers from a uh, Root and Branch Brewing. Okay. Uh, very limited quantities, they said. Well, Root and Branch saw this because they were tagged, and then they responded to the post okay. with this. Hey, thanks for illegally reselling our beer. So uh, a bit of a back and forth with this. Some uh, some fans got to enjoy it. Uh, what happened next was very peculiar. Uh-huh. So uh, the main guys at Root and Branch are two gentlemen named Anthony and Ryan. Now, Anthony is a, a darker-skinned guy, and okay. Ryan is Asian. Okay. So, uh, Lake Run Concoma Beverage posted a picture of the two guys on the Instagram story with the caption, Harold and Kumar go to the brewery. <laughs> um, so, Root and Branch responded with a screenshot of that story on their Facebook page and, and said... Uh, Yesterday, I called out Lake Ronkoncoma for illegally reselling and price-gouging our beers alongside other prominent breweries. In response to our comments, they have posted childish and racist stories on their business page directed towards us. Please do not support these awful people. Wow. So, uh, Lake Ronkoncoma responded with an Instagram story apologizing. <laughs> you do. I'm sorry, honestly. I, it wasn't supposed to be taken how it looked. It was wrong and childish. Hope someone will be understanding. Happy holidays. Then after that, they uh, deleted their Instagram account. Nice. 
I'd like, I'd like to sincerely apologize for everything that uh, has transpired the past few days. Uh, please ignore this photo of Starvin Marvin from South Park. <laughs> Attach this post. I can't get it removed. I'm sorry. Like happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? And then deleted their account immediately after that. Oh, mm. yeah. So you uh, love to see. I mean, that is the thing. There is such this like black market side to this stuff that is insane to me. Yeah, I mean, you people. There's there's websites just. Now you for, say you people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> specifically the Harold and Kumar. Okay. Well, we both like IPAs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, how many IPAs is too many IPAs? Hmm. Have you ever stopped to thought? Uh, you generally don't think about how much is too many. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of well, roll right through it. So, Reddit user Vince Vaughn Streetfort posed <laughs> this question to the "Am I the asshole?" subreddit. Mm. Am I the asshole for being an adult and drinking what I think is an appropriate amount that is above the guidelines for women? Granted. This is a bad bad start. Okay. Just such a bad start. I drink anywhere from three to four beers on work night. I probably have maybe 15 to 20 beers over a weekend. I have an extremely stressful job, and it's how I unwind. I'm a 36 female, by the way. My husband claims he's worried about my drinking. I just think he's judging me to make my life harder. <laughs> He's recently taking to saying I smell bad and won't sleep wow. in the same bed with me. Mm. He says I'm hiding my alcoholism behind be drinking expensive beers like IPAs and wines and things like that and Prosecco. I just think he's being an ass and judging me. Uh-huh. To me, I'm an adult. I'm not breaking any laws. My overall health is good and I'm a top performer at work. To me, I'm hurting no one. Am I the asshole here? I'd like to make a note that the CDC recommends 14 drinks per week mm-hmm. and a two drink per day maximum. And uh, OP here is averaging 60 beers a week. <laughs> 15 to 20 a weekend is what she said. That's right. Um, if you're putting online 15 to 20 a weekend, that means it's more like 25 <laughs> it's to 30. Got, it's got to be. you got to be putting like a, a she's doing rack of natty or something. She's sure. doing at least a 15 pack a, sun, a Saturday. Sure. And probably 20 on Sunday, I would guess. <laughs> Just incredible. Yeah, she's, do, she's probably doing a case of beer a, a, a day on the weekends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whew. Um, you know, it's hard to say if there's an exact number for what's an alcoholic, but 70 a week <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> you might be able to put a number on it. Well, you know, if she doesn't hit that mark, she may not be a top performer at her That's true. job of... Falling asleep at work. I mean, what could it possibly? Uh, she's she runs on barrels while <laughs> while drunk is her job. She's in the circus of some her, sort. Her job of uh, stinking up the bedroom. She just stinks, which is a bad sign. Not good. <laughs> a brewery named uh, Kohler Brewing Company had a special every week called Hibachi Thursday, mm-hmm. where a Japanese food truck showed up and served their wonderful patrons. Of sure. course. And Kohler found a new and uniquely racist way to advertise this special every week. Uh, first up, they had a, a graphic featuring 16 Candles character Long Duck Dong dangling Classic, upside sure. down saying, Long Duck Dong says, Eat Japanese Hibachi Thursday at Kohler Brewing Company. Perfect. Now, that's not too horrible. Hey. But then they had one, one a week later that said, You know Miss Japanese Hibachi Thursday at Kohler <laughs> Brewing Company, 4 p.m. Well, I can tell you're not trying to do a voice. I get it. Okay. I could have made it a lot worse. <laughs> uh, I did. I have my eyes uh, pulled back. <laughs> uh, some folks got wind of this activity and um, 
Well, they posted a bunch of negative reviews, calling them racist. That's a pretty classic tactic online. You just post a bunch of reviews. Absolutely. Uh, Cole responded directly to one of these one-star reviews. Long Duck Dong is a character from the iconic 80s movie Sixteen Candles. We hardly intended any racist innuendo. It is unfortunate that you are not aware of this, but we are not changing our advertising style as a result of your snowflake mudslinging. Oh, sure. Great. Always great to hear that word. (laughs) Well, after a bunch of more one-star reviews and complaints started coming in, Cola responded, These ads were not intended to be racially insensitive. However, after further review, we have realized that using these characters was in poor judgment. To anyone who may have been offended, we apologize and are moving both ads from use. So, another victory for the Snowflakes. Yeah. Uh, Snowflakes won, and uh, I believe, uh, I'm pretty sure they've since closed down. Oh, absolutely. So. Now, there seems like there's a lot of uh, the racist crossover stuff in the beer yes. world. I wonder what that's all about. Mm, I don't know. Usually there's not a lot of racism in the world, otherwise it seems to be Just mostly craft beer. <laughs> Everything else is pretty good and not racist, so it's pretty weird to see it. Well, speaking of racism, let's go to Chicago. All right. So two popular Chicago breweries, Ale Syndicate and Arcade Brewing, Mm -hmm. got together and decided to save some change by sharing a brew space. Sounds like a good idea, right? In theory, sure. Well, here's an article from the Chicago (laughs) Tribune. Two Chicago craft brewers close as Ale Syndicate loses lease at shared space. Arcade Brewery has announced that it is going out of business and the future of Ale Syndicate Brewers is suddenly in flux. Both Chicago craft breweries, which have operated for close to two and a half years from a shared space leased by Ale Syndicate, have shut down because Ale Syndicate lost its lease, multiple sources said Monday. Mm -hmm. While Ale Syndicate is eyeing a return to beer making, Arcade founder Chris Torrey notified retailers Monday that his brewery was closing effective immediately. Arcade brewed at Ale Syndicate through an alternating proprietorship an arrangement that essentially allowed the breweries to take terms using the same equipment. However, the lease was in Ale Syndicate's name, which left Arcade at its fellow brewery's mercy. When Ale Syndicate lost the lease because of not paying rent, Turi said he was unable to legally make beer. Ale Syndicate's co-founder Samuel Evans said the brewery became too expensive to operate. He said he did not know if his brewery license had lapsed. It's not my department, so I don't have to look into it, Evans said. I don't know anything about that. So the moral of the story is never go into business with a friend. And that's why this podcast works so well, because we just can't stand each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so both of these breweries, uh, they both started by way of crowdfunding. Sure. Ale Syndicate was on Fundable and Arcade on Kickstarter. Pretty bad sign right away that <laughs> not the most savvy with finances, sure. maybe. Uh, in fact, uh, at one point after already being opened, Ale Syndicate went to Indiegogo to raise money to buy more fermenters. So... Even if they're already open making money, they still had to do more crowdfunding to expand the business. Sure. See that a lot, sure. Doesn't yeah. seem like the best business model for something like that. Uh, so while Arcade said it seemed apparent from the outside that Ale Syndicate had been struggling, it says it did not know the extent to how much they were struggling until the very end. We were not informed that there were any issues until after the gas was turned off in late November, said Lance Cron, Arcade co-founder and co-owner. So, wow. Didn't even know until the gas was turned off. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, I can't even imagine what kind of... And I've looked these guys up. All of them, none of them are doing anything sure. anymore. They, The dream is dead. Oof. Yep. Yeah. Just, again, it, it, we talked about just guys who were like, let's let's do... Yeah, let's open up a brewery. <laughs> let's all wear uh, suspenders and roll up our sleeves sure. and look like we're from 1940. Mm-hmm. Well, they had as much money as they <laughs> have in the 40s, unfortunately. <laughs> 
So there's a huge beer fest called mm-hmm. uh, Dark Lord Day. That's uh, held by uh, Three Floyds Brewing in Munster, Indiana. It celebrates the release of Dark Lord Imperial Stout. It's been going on since 2004, I think. Sure. Something like that. Yeah. Every year they put on this big festival, the big metal show. Like, big, massive metal bands from all over the country will come there and play. Uh, I've been there a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um not not the best time, but I'll, we'll get into that another time. Uh, so people can drink a little too much there. So there's a video of a fest attendee named Beezy that got posted online. Okay. Beezy is this uh, big-time metalhead, and apparently she can't handle her beers very well. Mm-hmm. In this video, she is seen getting into fight with some people, pissing on the ground, then getting arrested. Great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, some rumors were floated around about her punching a cop and having some outrageous bail as well. So BZ saw this, and uh, she decided to make a post about it. Great. On her Facebook page. Got bailed out of county jail on my way home. Public intoxication and disorderly conduct for mm. being drunk at the biggest beer fest of the year and being aggressive in the pit. I did not punch a cop. My bail was $500, not 5000 The charges are likely <laughs> being dropped. Also, I pee in public like that daily because I have bladder issues and stop oh. caring where I urinate or who sees. I did not shit on the lawn. Okay. These rumors are ridiculous. Some of the people are just straight-up bullies. The slut-shaming is uncalled for, and so are a lot of the other nasty, irrelevant remarks made towards myself and my fiancé. We were having a great time and goofing off. That's just how I am. People actually know me wouldn't be shocked by any of this. Indiana security and police clearly aren't used to this kind of shit. If it was in Chicago, I wouldn't have been arrested. I still haven't received a logical answer as to why I was locked up. So, <laughs> then she added this edit. I was offered two different Ubers instead of a rest, but I was having a panic attack from my PTSD and fought it because I couldn't pull myself together to cooperate. The arrest happened after my anxiety attack. I'm trying to figure out what her defense is here. (laughs) First of all, she's people seeing her pee on the ground. Not a big deal because she does that daily? To her. Sure. Now, I also, Uh, I have to imagine that public urination and people like pissing all over themselves is pretty commonplace at uh, beer fest. Sure. There was a video of her squatting in the middle of the festival doing it, though, which is a little, (laughs) seems a little, a little different. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I also like the idea that people who know me wouldn't be shocked by any of this. So she's just like, she's at Kohl's with her friend, and she's like, I hold on. Yeah, I got (laughs) Because I have PTSD. Right in the shoe section. Uh, People who know me wouldn't be shocked by any of this. Not a defense. Not good. Um doesn't mean you should do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Mm. Great. Wow. But you said it's not a good good time there. Yeah, I've had I've had some uh man, it's it's too big, it's too much. Ah. It's too awful. First time I went waited like 2 hours just to get inside to drink a couple beers. Yeah. No, and good. then the second time it was extremely wet. And 30 degrees. It was raining and 30 oh, okay. degrees. Okay. Yeah, and the urine, of course, yeah. And, you know, it's in Indiana in April or whatever. March, Miserable. maybe. Just absolutely. Yeah. It, it's it's like 20 minutes uh, west of Gary, Indiana. So, absolutely. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of nowhere, this uh, is a post from Fat Orange Cat Bruco which is a small brewing operation in Connecticut that has an outdoor beer garden area near uh, the owner's home farming setup. Uh So it's on this little piece of land. So there's cats and goats and chickens and shit running around for the guests to enjoy. 
Uh, they posted this status to Facebook on September 21st. Happy Catterday! Open 12 to 5 p.m. with some new signage. FOC may be kid-friendly, but that doesn't mean we're your babysitters. FOC may be someone's backyard, but that doesn't mean your child can run amok. Mm -hmm. FOC may have goats and chickens running around, but these are our beloved pets. Do not let your child throw rocks at them. Do not let your child chase them. Do not let your child pick them up by their necks. Do not let your child ruin it for everyone. Reasonable. Okay. So they then posted this status two days later Uh, on September 23rd. (laughs) Uh, Clapping hands emoji. Attention, attention, attention. Clapping hands emoji. Yeah. We have a huge announcement. Clapping hands emoji. Oh, no. Starting September 28th, FOC will become kid and pet free. 21 and over. We realize this is a huge decision, but we take the safety of our staff, our customers, and our cherished pets and our property very, very, very seriously. There is no doubt some people will be upset and perhaps will lose some folks' business. We get it. But in the end, there is nothing more important than the well-being and safety of everyone who visits FOC and everyone who is part of the craft beer community. Please help us spread the word about FOC's new role, as well as awareness, as this is indeed an increasingly serious issue in the brewery scene. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your support. We're going to go brew some more beer now and then hug our animals. Peace <laughs> and love. So some kid was like running running around, Whipping riding a goat, a goat or something, something like that. <laughs> And they're like, you know what? <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah. Now, so this is a an increasingly serious issue. Uh, are there often goats being no. abused at these? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're like mutilating the goat, like some sort of sacrificial <laughs> satanic thing or something like that. We've actually seen locally a couple of spots, outright ban kids. Yep. There's a pizza place that yep. we were uh, intimate with. They uh they made they made waves in the community. <laughs> really upset some people. Yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, good pizza, good wings. It's like it's one of those. Uh, it's a pizza place, which right off the bat people think is family friendly, sure. but it's also it's it's a bar yeah. mainly. It's hard to explain. It's one of those pizza and beer. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not really a kid. There's nothing for kids to do. Yeah. There's Except the, uh, run into traffic. There's outdoor seating, but yeah, it's right right in traffic there, too. So that's fine. Hey, speaking of kids, head over to patreon.com slash report this post to get bonus episodes <laughs> uh, for only five bucks a month every week. We have a full bonus episode of just us goofing off and shit. Uh, plus, we, uh, we like to have uh, shows. We have shows of us reading even more bad posts from this week's main episode. Uh, the, that week's main episode topic. For example, if you go to patreon.com slash report this post right now, at this exact moment, you'll find additional craft beer content. Um, Chris and I have a third of a dozen kids between us, so we need all the support <laughs> you can give. Please help us out here. We need to feed our families, uh, just not with uh, pizza at that particular spot that we were yeah, talking unfortunately, about. Unfortunately, no. No. That's some good pizza, though. Uh, so I found a couple reviews. Uh Craft beer geeks are kind of notorious online, certainly in the, the earlier days of when I started to get into it, of uh, giving obnoxious ratings towards beers. I was sure. one of these people who did that. I used to give a uh, very pathetically long... Uh, Can't begin to believe that Pretentious one. <laughs> reviews about beers that I found. Uh-huh. Uh, but I found some reviews for uh, for Canteon. Mm-hmm. Canteon is one of the more infamous... Uh, Great sour producers in the world from uh, from Belgium. Uh, they their beers are very oft uh, enjoyed, and ex- they're all very exceptional. They're all great. Well done. I had I had one this weekend. It was very good. Uh, I did not give one of these reviews though. Okay, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you three reviews from three different websites. Okay. 
This is a user Jonas from the website ratebeer.com. Light hazy amber, low off white head. Dry grass, baked bread, and cork aroma. Hmm. Dry body, peachy horse blanket, sand and old hay. <laughs> lemony, iodine, <laughs> light vinegar, leather. Very dry, puckering, old kombucha, but still very drinkable. So, you love horse that. Horse blanket. You love that peachy horse blanket and uh, iodine flavor that we Yikes. all love. <laughs> it's very drinkable. Yeah. Uh, user uh, Lenisek from the website Beer Pals reviewing a Canteon Goose. This is an outstanding Goose. It was quite clear. Golden orange in color, almost no head. Musk, manure, and wet wood make up the aroma. Lots of tartness in the flavor, but a good tartness. So, I can't tell if these people like this shit. <laughs> they love that musk and manure. And wet wood. Now, how do you know... How are you t- smelling wet wood versus wood? That's what I want to know. Not entirely sure. Very watery wood. It's a wet, yeah, it's yeah. a watery substance, yeah. <laughs> and uh, user Harrison 8 from Beer Advocate was reviewing a beer. Pours a foggy burgundy with a finger of khaki pink foam on top. Oh, my God. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. <laughs> Aroma is cherry, bread, and grapes. Flavor profile is red grape, cherry, and bread. Beautifully dynamic, so... <laughs> The dynamic combo of cherry bread and grapes <laughs> that we all we all see. Peanut butter and jelly, yeah. Pretty much. So uh Canteon produces a style of beer called Lambiques, correct? That's right. So that's uh beers that are fermented with wild yeast and bacteria. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've sampled a few Lambique beers in my time and I can say that these reviews are spot on in their yeah. descriptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acquired taste. Hey, uh, what was the other? Wet wood. Wet wood, uh, manure, iodine, <laughs> light vinegar. Some of that, just a dab of dab, vinegar. Dash. When you have a, a horse blanket and you just put a little bit of vinegar on it. Yeah, horse blanket's a, a popular term. Where? Did, yeah, okay, so is this, this stuff that people absorb and then they... Oh, of course. They yeah, want I mean, to sound all, like they know what the hell they're talking about. It's all about, just right? parroting other people. It's like, I mean, I... When you taste it, you know what they're getting at. It's just supposed to be like rustic, yeah. <sighs> whatever. Like it just has that feeling of like cobwebby, whatever. Doesn't taste I don't know. good, but it's authentic, right? Yeah. You know what? You just have to have the right palate for it. You have to be a, have a, mat- a mature palate. So not everyone has it. Sorry. Manure palate? Excuse me. That's right. So uh, the big beer companies are always trying to get into the craft beer market mm-hmm. uh, by putting out special releases of their own brews. Sure. We've seen it a lot. Uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, of all breweries. Oh, yeah. Uh, recently released a limited edition hard coffee beer. Yes. Um, Did you try this beer? I haven't tried it yet. but It I was liked... that uh, Jug and Bottle I saw. Was it? Yeah. Did you try it? I have not. All right. Yeah, well, got to get some. Here's a review from right. uh, RateBeer.com. So let's see if it's worth the purchase. Small skinny can. Pour is totally unexpected. No foam, and it looks like heavy cream, milky colored coffee. Smell is chocolate milk. (laughs) First taste. Look, this stuff is not beer, and I don't know what it is, but to be rateable as beer is what the fuck happy bullshit. (laughs) The taste, it makes me almost want to dump it out. It almost sends me into a gag reflex. But there's this weird attractiveness I keep sipping not too much. It tastes like heavy cream with shades of black coffee. Weird laced milky bomb. Like there's no beer cannot finish it's weird yucky i put the stuff in the basement with a stupid ass chalada bud lights go get a yoohoo and i had a bit of strong coffee and then put a shot of grain alcohol in it and there you have it not a stout by any measure of the continuum 
So, I mean, <laughs> all honesty, it doesn't sound terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but it had a lot worse. Does sound like if somebody were to take and just like it's like when you're in college and or like in in late high school and somebody's like, I have like Kahlua and like ginger ale. Let's make something. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to like come up with your own Arnold Palmer yeah. combo. <laughs> Milk and <laughs> tomato juice. <laughs> this, <laughs> this uh this beer is not made for people who say continuum. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's not... almost like it's another one of those things like why waste your time? Why are you wasting oh your time? Oh my god, trust me, that is so much <laughs> of this shit. Cuz it's called okay, it's called ticking, right? Okay. Where the idea is you have to have as many beers as possible. You have to rate them. There's people with on rate beers, there's, there's guys with like 20,000 beer reviews. Wow. So they've tried 20,000 different beers. Wow. I hit, before I stopped, I was at 1,500, I think. And you're like, that's enough. Well, I you got, wrote 1,500 reviews? Yeah. That's Holy, a lot. It took me a minute to process that. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Okay. I know. And that's still not even a lot compared to a lot of these people. But yeah. Well, I got I got the job at a brewery, and then I realized, oh, this is lame. <laughs> this is really <laughs> pathetic. Once you're actually... In the middle of it, you're like, oh, no. These are the is, people that we make fun of yeah, after we close. This yeah, is pathetic. Sure. So, of course, now I don't do anything lame like that anymore. Hmm. Speaking of, this was posted on uh, the subreddit Ask Reddit. Hmm. Why has craft beer become very popular? Okay. Great question. I'm sure there's some good answers. User Polly25 says, because straight men are trying to become more cultured without being gay. Ah. If it were wine, they would be perceived as gay, so it's beer. Can't say she's wrong. I'm not hearing a lot of that. <laughs> um, you know, it's not. There's a kernel there that's yeah. kind of simplified for what it is. I would say, but you know, you're, you know, it's you know, beer is considered more. Look, beer is a more casual social drink. Mm-hmm. I would say is the big. It's hard to just grab the boys after work and then have some wine just because it's not the same as just pounding some some suds some with your buds brewskies, you know yeah, yeah. Right. so you don't have to sniff the cork and all that that yeah. takes on a whole different meaning connotation yeah sure. <laughs> when you're having cantillons which are your wet musky horse blanket mm. with your buds like boy that's <laughs> throwing all sorts of images in my head mm-hmm. So Anheuser-Busch posted a tweet with a link to a video and that was captioned, made with pride, an exclusive look at our hands-on brewing process. Sure. So at Blue Hewlett replied, Bud is good. Don't care what the craft beer homos say. <laughs> to which Anheuser-Busch responded, thanks for being a Bud man. Cheers. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? How did they get away with that? Haven't they been canceled for that yet? Still up. Still up. Wow. So. He's don't know if it's just if it's automated. He sounds like a bud man. <laughs> yeah, he really he does. does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's interesting that he says craft beer drinkers are homos, but he's a fan of Budweiser, which the tweet he replies to says made with pride. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I guess there are some. Uh, I guess the guy's right about gay gay. So so. Yeah. This guy's saying craft beer is for homos. Right. Whereas the the Ask Reddit person was saying, guys drink craft beer to not be homeless. Right. So one can't the, win. One of them has to be right. 
A uh, Reckless Brewing got into some heat for this post they made on Facebook about a new beer that they were releasing. Okay. Let's find out why they got in some heat for it. I have something very serious to talk to you about today. It's about the discrimination that I have observed in the craft beer industry, specifically the discrimination against black beers. There's this one beer that I have at Reckless by the name of Sultry Black, and it's quite frankly one of my favorite beers, if not the best beer I make, but it's been neglected most likely because it's black. It's dark as the sky on a moonless night, and it's hoppy and wonderfully delicious. People, People typically don't even give it a try. They see that it's black, and they just make assumptions about its character without giving it a chance. Ooh, don't like that. <laughs> it may be because of where they grew up, perhaps in a place where you just don't see black beers, or perhaps from their parents. And black beers weren't even spoken of, and when they were, it was the type of beer that those other people drank. Oh, no. You can call me an idealist, but I have a dream. I have a dream of a world where beers are judged not by their color, but by the content of their characters. Oh. Now, I know many of you may be thinking that you're open-minded and don't discriminate but if you really looked into your hearts, is that really true? Have you ever ordered sultry black? If the answer is no, then you may be an anti-blackite. Unfortunately, you would not be alone, but it's possible to change. And it's time to change now. And to do my part to try and help to change minds, I am renaming sultry black to Black Loggers Matter. Oh, no. <laughs> black Loggers Matter is on tap again this week at Reckless. Reckless Brewing, the most woke brewery in town. Wow. Woke. Woke. So, after being completely taken to task uh, repeatedly and canceled over and over again, uh, the owner of the brewery, a guy named Dave, posted this. Yesterday, I posted something, and I am incredibly sorry. It was offensive to many people, and I would do anything to take it back. Mm -hmm. That post is the result of me being stupid and clueless and ignorant, as everyone is saying. I will accept that. But harming or offending people is truly the last thing that I intended. I've never been like other people, and it is a problem. I just don't have the same ability to understand what is offensive to people the the way others do. Uh, Because of uh, this lack of awareness, I truly just didn't understand how my post would be received. (laughs) It didn't occur to me that I would be hurtful or offensive. I definitely wouldn't have posted if it had. So, yeah. Um, it's a kind of a unique way to sure. apologize. A, a non-apology. I've never sure. quite seen someone say, I don't know what peop- how, what being offended means because I'm unable to perceive that. Yeah. So then apparently um, he had a couple drinks later on in the day and he went back and posted this. So let's analyze the post a bit. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I don't mention black people at all. But I talk about black beers. My description of black beers is that they are just as good as other beers and oftentimes better. My description of the discrimination is that it's a bad thing to draw conclusions without having actual information. So what's the problem? Mockery? Disrespect? Show me where. <laughs> having spoken to many people about this, I gather that some people thought it was offensive because I used something like Black Lives Matter and something that was meant to be humorous or something that was part of a business. I understand that now, but how this equates to racism in someone's mind is puzzling. I have always Boy. considered racism to be when a person discriminates, treats poorly, or thinks negatively about another person or group of people because of their race. I hadn't done that and don't think I've ever done that. So why does this happen? I have a theory. There is a psychological phenomenon in which people, instead of using their ability to analyze something thoroughly, use rules of thumb whenever possible in order to save effort and time. We do it naturally. Evolutionarily, this makes sense. But it's also a main explanation for things like racism because it's way easier to use rule of thumb than actually think about every individual you meet. This, I think, is the thought process of these people who are quick to hate and judge. They see a white guy talking about Black Lives Matter. Boom. Must be racist. Yeah. Other people calling me a racist. Boom. Must be racist. No more thought required. No analytical reasoning needed. I'll just hate them. 
Then there's this other psychological phenomenon in which uh, once a person makes such a judgment, they are almost literally incapable of processing information to the contrary. They will argue their point even when there is no justification because they feel they must be right because they decided to. Still more, more, more is after that. Uh, in March of 2019, Reckless Brewing owner Dave Hinman announced it is closing. Wow. So. Um, that is like insane. I can't. That's insane spiraling. That to me is a. Uh, I've met a few guys like this in the business who are just autistic, I think, who don't really understand how they... So brewing attracts a very a lot of engineer types, guys who are just so wildly obsessed with tinkering and mm-hmm. like creating the perfect beer or the perfect process to make beer or the perfect you know brew house or whatever. And then they don't understand how human beings work. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they make some post that they think is like, oh, I came up with something clever. They don't, there's no thought of it outside of any sort of societal impact or whatever. This is why so many of these guys just have the world's dumbest puns because they don't, (laughs) they think it's technically (laughs) clever, like the way an engineer would think it's clever. Doesn't have to, and there's no context outside of that. So that's why he does this whole rules of thumb theory that he has. <laughs> the fuck's he talking about? To me, about? it just sounds like somebody backpedaling and not knowing how to apologize for something. It's, I mean, that's, yeah, it's all that. I mean, it's everything. Boy. It's He doesn't know how to apologize because he doesn't know how to interact with people. Yeah. So, but he's not doing it. He's not doing it in the way of like, uh, you're just a bunch of pussies. Just no, it's just, he's just like, I'm trying to analyze this from the most <laughs> logical point of view. And here's my opinion. Right. And then he closed. Good for him. All right, so Geiger, you uh, you ever heard of a beer event here locally in Tampa called Hoonapoo's Day? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, heard I've of heard of it? it. Yeah, sure you have. So I found an article <laughs> about the event back in 2014. Uh-huh. All right. Hoonapoo's Day was supposed to be the joyous capstone of Tampa Bay Beer Week and a way for <clears> Cigar <throat> City Brewing to celebrate its fifth anniversary. Oh, okay. Instead, it turned out to be the worst day in the short history of Florida's most highly regarded brewery. A two-hour wait to get in. Long line for beers that kicked early. Sardine can crowds. Another two-hour wait to buy $20 bottles of the beer everyone was there for, Hunapu's Imperial Stout. Anyone who bought a $50 ticket was guaranteed up to three bottles, but hundreds left empty-handed when the last of the 16,000 bottles were distributed. When the doors slammed shut, the the crowd turned ugly, (laughs) booing and chanting, Cigar City sucks, Cigar City sucks. Duplicate tickets were the main problem. Staff were scanning barcodes on the tickets people had printed out, but there was no way to tell if they'd been duplicated. So many people were caught with duplicate tickets who were claiming their tickets were the original that eventually staff was stopped scanning tickets and just collected tickets to avoid any ugly confrontations and to move things along. But that meant a lot more people were let into the tight confines of the brewery. So how many? All 6,000 commemorative glasses were gone by day's end, so there were at least that many people. So let me ask you, what happened? <laughs> oh boy, what happened? It's a great question. Uh, so yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Uh, you were. In fact, I was the primary planner for the event, <laughs> uh, as it turns out. Um, you know, a few things went wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there indeed was a kind of a riot. <laughs> yeah. Because we ran out of beer. Um. Yeah. So basically, we. We used uh, we used these uh, cell phones to scan tickets mm-hmm. and attached to Wi-Fi that wasn't good. Yep. So they were taking an incredible amount of time to do so. And it was easy to fake tickets as well. 
we never really knew how easy it was. We do know that once after a certain point, we just said, just fucking let them in. Who cares? Whatever. Because we assumed there weren't any, there weren't that many duplicates. We'll never actually know. Sure. There could have been other things that went wrong that we just never, uh, discovered. Uh, yeah, the riot part was not good. Uh, someone threw a, uh, I think a glass at my wife. Oh, no. Not yeah. Good. Stuff like that happened. There was a lot of broken glass everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very loud. <laughs> Very upsetting. <laughs> we ended up refunding everyone the next day for the tune of, uh, it was a couple hundred thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> that was supposed to be the last one, right? That was the last one until the next year. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we fixed things a little bit. Good. I wound up going to, the next year I was in, uh, I did a panel. I was a part of a panel for how to run a beer fest in uh, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I spoke on it with uh, three guys who were very successful. And I was brought in to talk about what not to do at a oh, beer no. fest. <laughs> but uh, it was my first like public speaking. And there's a couple hundred people watching. And I got absolutely hammered before as you can imagine, because I... Man. So they just, they knew off the bat, right? Just, that's not how to run it. Yeah, so yeah. I got to speak about that. But I've run successful ones, too, so I got to talk about that. But mostly I was there to talk about the unsuccessful ones, yeah. Which uh, was mostly my fault, but there were certain characters involved who, it was also their fault. Sure. Who, uh, I don't need to mention. But thanks for bringing that one up, Christian. Good memories, huh? Feel free to... Folks, if you're out there, go uh, go to YouTube, look up Google, uh, and look for um, Cigar City Sucks. There's a video of people chanting that as we close the bay doors of the brewery in front of their faces. I've, I've yet to watch it no, five, five years later. It. I'll probably never watch it. It was yeah. a very, I was there when it happened. So. Don't, need, don't need to relive that one. <laughs> the next year, we sold shirts that said Cigar City Sucks on it, though, so that was fun. Pretty good. Yeah. Great. <sighs> God damn it. Well, if you want to hear more great craft craft beer content, hopefully none is uh, humiliating for me, go to patreon.com slash report this post. I'm sure we have uh, some other good content there as well, oh, yeah. non-craft beer related. Uh, in fact, I believe this past week we had a bonus episode that featured one of the worst posts I've ever one of the worst uh, stories that's ever happened to me. Yeah, why did you keep, I didn't think you were going to keep that in. Yeah, my 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 wife listened to it and uh, almost vomited. So, <laughs> feel free to enjoy that one, folks. Uh, in the meantime, I believe we're going to move on with uh, some some more content on this that's not craft beer related. Mm-hmm. This is uh one of our most popular segments. Uh-oh. <laughs> is it? <laughs> uh, it is called a uh, quotal recall. afraid the other one was coming back <laughs> you're afraid uh, another one was coming back yeah. it's not coming back or is it not tonight 
Now, Quota Recall is a game where I test Christian's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. I'll be reading quotes from different Schwarzenegger movies, and Christian has to guess which movie it's from. Now, uh, you'll have... Okay. For each correct guess, you get two points. Right. And then you get a one-point bonus if you can guess the year the movie came out. So, we're going to do three of these. Uh, so far, you've had a potential to get 45 points. Mm-hmm. Not good. And you've gotten 23, <laughs> which is 51%. So, you're you're over. You're over. You're over half. Ooh, not good. I think this one, mm, we'll see. We'll see okay. how you do, okay? All right. You want to get started here? Yep, let's go. All right, here we go. Mercy. I'm afraid my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. Is that Batman and Robin? It is. Wow. Uh, 1996? No, 1999. No, 8. 98. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Well, all three of them are wrong. That's 1997. (laughs) So... The average was about 97 for all those three, but nope, about 99. Yeah, I don't, that was really, really a little shame. So you got two points there. You ready for the next one? Yeah. I just had a terrible thought. What if this is a dream? Hmm. I just had a terrible thought. What if this is a dream? That could mean a lot of different things. That could yeah. be. Uh, is it a clue? Could be a big one. Is that Total Recall? <laughs> it is. Wow. And what year is Total Recall? 1990. From? That is correct. So, so far you're five out of six. It's not bad at all. Some would say that's actually good. <laughs> well. But you have one more. Let's see if you can bring it home. Okay, pal? Mm-hmm. Well, you see, this is a problem with terrorists. They're really inconsiderate when it comes to people's schedules. Oh, this is a little snarky. True Lies. That is correct. Okay. And that's 94. Yes. Wow. Okay. Look at you, pal. You got you got three, three and two. That is... The best record. Eight points out of nine. <laughs> wow. I think we are... You are well over 51%. I'll be doing some, some, some polishing up at the end there, so... You did some what? Polishing up off the, off the air. What did I say? At the end? Oh, boy. Not <laughs> even know. drinking for I <laughs> can't blame it on that one. Uh, speaking of bad things yeah. that happened this week, were there any posts this week that made you say, This, this ain't, ain't it, Chief? Chief? This ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, Chief. This shit sucks. Why'd you post this script message? This ain't it, Chief. Kill yourself. Yeah. But first, Uh-oh. I want to give thanks uh, to Twitter user at Mark Immune who, for our brand new This Ain't It Chief theme song. Uh, you can also find him on SoundCloud at More Noise. Well, you can see how that's spelled in the show notes if you want to go follow him. It's it's fun. It's a real fun one. It's a real uh, fun little ditty. He's a he's a patron as well, correct? He is a patron. Yeah. So in addition to giving us content, he's giving us money. Yeah, damn. Where the rest of you jerks? What are you guys doing? <laughs> if anyone wants to start drawing all the old uh, 
artwork for all the sure. old episodes. Send them on in. If you want to do the shows for us, we'll <laughs> also be very happy with that. <laughs> Please. All right. So uh, speaking of uh, Batman and Robin there, the Mr. Freeze quote you had, mm-hmm. the other villain, or one of the other villains in that movie, was Poison Ivy. Okay. So this is a tweet from, I believe, a MUFO of yours, Liz Brunig. Uh, treasured. Treasured MUFO, yeah. So, FIFO, even. Wow. Oof. It's a lady. Um, she posted this, um, and oh, when I went man. back to look at it, it had been deleted. Oh, no. So I ended up having to go and do a little archive digging, but she tweeted, everybody appears to be getting ginned up about a potential Poison Ivy movie, but remember, Poison Ivy is a rapist. Oh, yeah? A lot of blowback on that is from that true? a lot of people. Poison Ivy uses pheromones to get people to do what she wants them to do. Gotcha. Now, could that be considered? Seems a stretch to me. Um, <laughs> not a... Well, she deleted it, so I respect her opinion. <laughs> not a good realized look, it was. I think she also one of these people who deletes all of her tweets. Well, She has like 50 tweets up at any given time. Not a bad idea. Despite tweeting 700 times a day. Did she listen to the show? We're going to find out. <laughs> well, I read that and I said, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> Great. I found uh, another gentleman from Twitter. He tweeted out a couple things here. Uh Uh-oh. I thought were very interesting. Boy. uh, (laughs) Matt AF13. Culture teaches men that another way of asking, are you attracted to dirt, is would you fuck her? These two questions are not the same. Mm. It is entirely possible to be attracted to someone and have no desire to have sex with them. One huge reason why? Consent. I could be attracted to someone, but if they don't want to have sex with me, I don't want to have sex with them. I don't even want to want to have sex with them. You can learn to catch those thoughts and urges early. Wanting to have sex with someone who's not interested is, functionally, wanting to rape them. I don't want to want to rape anyone, so I don't want to have sex with someone who is not interested, and I'm not even interested in wanting to want to. So... (laughs) When you're so woke, you accidentally become some 18th century prude Baptist <laughs> shunning and pure that, thoughts. That is another, uh, that <sighs> is another, methinks the lady doth protest too much thing. It's a, sure, yeah. if you are that, if you, if you are, are that set against that far, like, I don't, I don't want to have sex. With her. I don't even want to want to have sex with her. We've talked about. I think we had a similar post was, a while ago. There about was somebody someone. cheating because they imagined yes. something. The consent of imagining. Yeah, it was like if I can't, you can't consent to my thinking, my desires. So that means I won't desire you. Pretty incredible. It's you can really extrapolate that <clears throat> so many times. Like sure. I don't want to want to have food from a restaurant that I can't go to because it's like I'm stealing food. Like, wow, there's so many different directions <laughs> you can take that seedling of utter stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to want to have sex with someone is one of the best sentences of all time. Well, check out brain cells. Cause that's, Oh no, that got banned. What's the brain cells one? is gone. I don't know if there is an, oh, I'm sure there is, but I don't know it. 
I definitely don't know it and frequent it, whatever it is. I'm definitely not a mod of it. So I don't know why you even why would you even say that? Weird. Uh great. Um thanks everyone for listening uh to this week's episode. Sure. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash report this post, support the show. Five bucks a month, you get weekly bonus episodes, tons of other fun stuff. Uh you can get t shirts when you become a patron. You can Choose a topic for the show at different levels. Mm-hmm. You can please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever else you hear the show. Uh, they probably don't matter, but I like seeing the number get bigger. <laughs> I like seeing it become a different, <laughs> bigger number when it when that happens. Or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at report this post. You can email us comments, concerns, or bad posts, not ours. Uh, RTP at reportthispost.com or reportthispost at gmail.com. Or you can go to reportthispost.com and find everything right there, including the store, buy merch, support us, specifically me. Yeah. I got tons of kids. They're everywhere now. They're just I'm rotten with kids. Lousy oh, with kids. Almost, yeah, man. Screaming. They're pausing podcasts to scream at me. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Please fill fill my, my heart with joy and money. And Christian might even get some of that as well. Thank you, sir. Bye. Bye.